So Windsor, what was it like? I was watching as everybody was watching. <laughs> busy. <laughs> it was busy. It was busy. I think everyone's reacted in different ways to the whole thing, haven't they? But uh, I mean, it, what a huge occasion and the focus on your hometown. Yeah, it, it became it, didn't it? Once everything was, was done in town and they had the ceremony at Westminster Abbey. We, it was, they, so the morning of, I'm, I'm getting my days mixed up because the Monday felt like a Sunday. I don't know about that for you, but it, it all day it, it felt like a Sunday, didn't it? Yeah. But it was Monday. So yeah. the Monday morning, all the roads were closed and they had erected proper barriers. It wasn't just a couple of orange cones. They had erected all these proper barriers to stop people um, entering Windsor or coming anywhere near it. That was from early, early morning. So the start of the day, when I looked out the window, and we're, as you know, right in the centre, it felt a bit like lockdown because there were no cars. But it also mm. felt like a bit of one of those... Have you ever watched... I don't really watch them, but you know those zombie films? Like end-of-the-world movies when there's... I mean, roughly. I've never sat through one. No, I've never... From... <laughs> it feels like I'm, a, I'm not a big fan of zombie films. But, you know, you mm. can imagine the scene where I looked out... looked at the boy's window. And I say, we're right in the centre. And you can go past our house to get to the long walk. And there were no cars. But there are all these people, quite sombre, kind of staring down at the floor, just walking, like in droves sort of past our house. Do you know what I mean? It was quite, it wasn't celebratory. It was just people just marching, staring down at the ground, headed towards the long walk. It just felt, it felt a bit like one of those sort of end of the world zombie films. Just people yeah. marching through the streets. They they did march for a long time, didn't they? Behind um, behind the coffin, the whole whole procession was um, yeah much further. But as I say, when we were talking last week, and I was saying how straight it is, it's just so much further than you think it is. It's a it's a long way. It's a long old straight. Well, these um, it's a, I mean, good effort to everybody involved in that. Well, no, these people I was talking about in terms of the zombie thing was just the the people coming to Windsor to get a place on the long walk because they had to park outside a long way outside of Windsor and then just walk in so there were just loads and loads of people just coming into Windsor and all the restaurants and bars have been told they couldn't have tables outside because the amount of people that were coming in and it was we we stayed in and watched the funeral there were big screens on the long walk but we watched it at home and then when we saw the the hearse leaving London, we then walked out to the Long Walk because it's near the boys' school. And we weren't going to get... I had a friend who went out at six in the morning and she had a front row seat, but she sat there for nine hours. She sat there for nine hours. Which, yeah, th- there was a lot of waiting, wasn't there? But you can't do that with children. You you can't... No. You, 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 you know what I mean? Half an hour is good. You can't do that for nine hours. So she... She had gone and done that. So we walked and there was all these people walking towards the long walk. And then we went through security and we just stood. We, we sat the boys on our shoulders. So my back's not in the best of places since then because, you know, they're quite big at seven. And they got a really good view. But the thing is, because they had an amazing view of the long walk because they're on our shoulders, we gave them our phones and said, could you take a video or a picture? I mean, I've got pictures of people's shoes of the grass, of the sky, yeah. of a couple of trees, of the of the helmet of, of one 
officer. <laughs> I was like, what are you filming? And they're like, then they were filming themselves because they, they figured out the button, you know, that flips it back on themselves. Yeah. So I've got two minutes of them grinning into the camera going, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay. So in it's terms insight, of... It's <laughs> the life of a seven-year-old. So in terms of my, my photographs of the procession, procession in the day, I've had to go elsewhere. I got a couple of the crowds, um, but no, you know. I'll tell we, you what, though, watching at watching at home, Windsor yeah. Castle, it is spectacular, isn't it? Beautiful, isn't it? It's absolutely spectacular, and I know that you you're lucky enough to sort of run past it every morning. But it's um, yeah, it is an amazing place. Um, yeah, I've been there. Well, I've been there with you, um, yeah. but yeah, been there a couple of times. But it just looked incredible. It looked like a film. It does. They, they, and and I mean, like I, I run past the gates, but the, the views we were getting, we were going inside the castle. It's, it's absolutely. We were speaking to someone who actually does plumbing for the Queen, and he was saying that you know within Windsor Castle, he said you forget there's there's a cricket pitch, tennis court, swimming pool, and a nine hole golf course all within. And you think it's all all standard based. castle behaviour, though, isn't it? Really? <laughs> You've got a castle. I mean, what are you doing if you don't have a nine-hole golf course? I mean, along with everything else. But it's yeah that they. I, I didn't realise, but they started planning for the funeral in two thousand and five. Wow, I mean that's that's pre-planning. Yeah, and I think I, I, haven't we? I've heard that like people just rehearse all the time, don't they? You know, like our main news presenters, the, the ones that know that it's their job to deliver the news and you know, that sort of it, not just the news in general. They obviously are news readers, <laughs> um, but they would be that they they've been allocated as in if the Queen dies, that's your thing. You come in and you deliver it. Um, so yeah, but they were saying they've been practicing it for years. I think plenty of people have been practicing it for years and you can tell right they absolutely nailed it oh so it was it was amazing wasn't it I, every part of it every part of it the coverage was was absolutely was absolutely amazing and I have to say the the atmosphere it was a really nice atmosphere people were chatting you know people have spoken about other people they met in the in the queue when they were queuing to walk past the queen's coffin even on the long walk people were just going up to people and saying hello and it was a really nice atmosphere and then as the as the hearse passed, there was just polite applause. There was just polite applause as as the car drove past, and it was going very. It came up from the shore gate, which is um, just on the road to where you turn into the long walk, and it was going very slowly, giving everyone an opportunity. And there was just this ripple of applause that went down the whole of the long walk, up into when they they went through the gates into the castle. We wanted the boys to experience the occasion because I can't imagine in our lifetimes we're going to see anything quite like that ever again and maybe not in no. their lifetime so I think whether I was talking to a friend whether you're a big fan of the royals or not and I'm not a royalist I appreciate as we said last week her service and what she did and everything but it was it was definitely an occasion just and especially as we lived in Windsor I couldn't have just hidden inside all day but it was nice to take the boys out you know we got the questions about life and death around it but it, it was nice to it was nice to go out there and and sort of be but we left pretty sharpish afterwards you know the boys like can we go now and one was like is there football on so <laughs> we we came we came back afterwards pretty sharpish but it was and the people I've spoken to who were there for nine twelve hours said it was just a really nice atmosphere and the weather the weather actually for the first time behaved itself so beautiful and those rainbows was, the rainbows oh, over over Windsor Castle wasn't it 
pictures. Uh, was that the day before? Incredible. The day before the funeral? Did yeah. Just... It was that day before? I think so. Yeah. I can't remember, but yeah, no, it was it was absolutely incredible. Just to yeah, be a part of it, feel a part of it. You know, with um, we were with some neighbours watching it at home, nice. and you know, so that the kids could sort of occupy themselves, and we could um, actually pay attention. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it was fascinating. I mean, it raises so many questions and so many topics of conversation, doesn't it? About about monarchy, about the situation, because a lot of the time it just sort of happens quite quietly in the background. Yeah. That was anything but quiet. And you know, it doesn't stop there. There's going to have to be coronation of the king. Um, but I, I, I don't know when that's going to happen. But I don't I think, think any June. Time really I think that's soon. penciled yeah, in exactly. for June. They give it a little little breather, um, but that will be again something I imagine quite similar in terms of um, not 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 similar in terms of the feel. Obviously, it's a completely different occasion, um, but you know you have to go big on a coronation. It's a coronation, so yeah. Will that be Windsor again? Your life no, just continually no. be disrupted. <laughs> no, I think I think from uh, from what you read and hear uh, now, King Charles not a fan of. Windsor I think it might be the plains we get a lot of plains so I think that's going to be the future home of the prince and princess of Wales as they are now and I think the the coronation I think will all be London based I think but okay but I think we'll get more more visitors to Windsor because obviously the queen is is laid to rest here so I think People will come and I have to say that over the next years, the next few years, you'll get a lot more people coming to see. But I I was quite happy the next day when I went for my run and it was peaceful again, because in the days leading up to it, I was weaving past people. They put traffic lights in strange places. They blocked bits off. It it was it was all a bit of an obstacle course. It was nice to see it put up and they're still actually taking it down. Today is thursday and on my run today there's still there were so many barriers and they they were just taking down the commentary boxes today uh the police there's still quite a heavy police presence um still flowers being laid up by the by the cambridge gate which people saw as the hearse went into the castle um but there's still a lot of barriers a lot of portaloos lot of portaloos on the long court right now i'm talking double figures so they still have to be taken away so but the runner's the run has been easier. There's not so many people. They've kind of, they're off doing whatever else they're doing. And you, I can tell from your wallpaper, are back at home. <laughs> I am back at home with my lovely wallpaper. We've stripped all of upstairs and the hallway. Uh, and then I still have this, um, I, 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 honestly, I couldn't even describe it. It's a combination of like textured it's styrofoam oh. wallpaper. Yeah, it's got lots of feel to it, but then there's also a very <laughs> shiny quality to it. I can see it shining. Which which is um, <laughs> interesting. I don't know how well that's going to come off the wall, to be honest. It, it's been on there for a good good 50 years, so I'm not, not sure um, oh. <laughs> how it's going to come off. Uh, and then we will start with some actual build So you might get to see some nice walls at some point. But at the moment, you've either got this wonderful wallpaper or just a... A stripped back wall so that's yeah, quite like, to be honest, arguably change. nicer than what was there before <laughs> so. well, i quite i quite like the chat i quite like it looks a bit bobbly and knobbly and it's a bit shiny i, yeah. I quite like it it's every well. pod you're giving me a different backdrop you for me yeah. you see the same thing you see my bedroom and the and the shutters and that's it yeah. you're giving me you're giving me something different every week 
I like okay, that. Well, that's, well, I that like okay, that. well, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm entertaining you with my, <laughs> my background. I'll have to start. If I run out of places to go, I'll have to start just doing all the funny backgrounds on Zoom. Oh, we um, should do some it? of those, shouldn't we? Oh, God, I've never no. thought about doing... I, I still, no. I haven't forgotten, I still need to find some really obscure flags to give you your flag test. I haven't... Oh, God, I ha- okay. I haven't forgotten that. I'm going to find... But I, I think you're pretty good at your flags because you're quite confident. So I need to I need to think about it. Maybe like a Christmas quiz... Flags. Yeah, we're playing. We play a new game now. You know that Wordle, like, got I've never huge. heard of Wordle, and you must have heard of it. I can understand you're not playing it. But no, I not, didn't know what heard. No, it. I didn't know what it was. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, Wordle's not the point. So people were playing Wordle. Is it global? Um, Do our American listeners know what you're talking about when you say Wordle? Yes, yes. I think it's New okay. York Times. Right. Yeah, I think okay. that's that's where it is. Um, yes. So uh, yes, there's Wordle. Um, we play. Uh, me and my husband Worldle, which is um, oh. which is a quiz that comes every day. Uh, it's, 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 it's sort of a similar type of thing, but basically you just get an outline of a country and you have to name that country and you've got six guesses, see how far you can get, and then each time it tells you how close or far away you are. And it's really it's really great when you put in your initial guess and then it it says that you're twelve and a half thousand kilometres away. <laughs> East. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so that's quite good fun, but that's, oh, what, that's what we do. But yeah, no, geography is generally the, uh, the the thing that I'm I'm okay You're at. So living the life in your marriage, aren't you? Well, um, thank, you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that judgment. I love it. It's so good. And, and I geography is is my weak point. So if we were going somewhere, and if I was like your co-driver, co-pilot, um, you'd throw me out the car so bad a direction so okay you, fine. you bring the geography I'll, i don't know what i how bring, would you do one the, with an outline of a country badly bad okay yeah, no <laughs> there, there'd be a few that are obvious that i'd get <laughs> yeah yeah but there are like nearly 200 countries so <laughs> yes but i, I wouldn't <laughs> there, i don't there are about a few obvious ones <laughs> i i would get the few obvious ones i do okay i'd do better with flags okay all right, I do better. Anyway. I don't think I'd do well with. Although we've got a globe, um, you know, an actual thing that you spin, which with the boys, their dad is good at this. At night time, sometimes they he gets them to kind of spin it and spot countries and identify countries and talk about like capitals of the countries, which I think is really good. Great. So I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. You know, so, I love my geography. <laughs> so they can spot. That. They can sort of go, oh, that's whatever that is, and the capital is. You know, yeah. So I, I can I can see your base knowledge is so is a little so like I do. You couldn't come up with any country at, at that point. <laughs> at that point, I'm I don't know getting the school uniform ready for the next day, doing packed lunches that are going to become the bane of my life. So we all have different skill sets. I like to think. Yeah, that's and absolutely. It, it, and, <laughs> and it, but speaking of of um, flags, sets, countries. Yes. Nations, yes. geography, yes. the works. Um, Davis Cup has has come to an end. That's what that's where I've come yes. back from, and uh, and I was texting you. I don't think I sent you the video, but it was so cool hearing the Italian national anthem oh, you told in me, Italy. Yeah. I've heard it quite a number of times, but like it's just it, it's a great anthem, and people you know they properly go for it. You know, there are other anthems that people sort of sing quite quietly, but they properly go for it. I think it's one of the best, and um, yeah, it always made me really emotional. I was like really pumped up, ready to get on court. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Italian, uh, but yeah. So no, I'm back from Davis Cup, 
and uh, Italy did, in fact, qualify from that group with uh, with Croatia. Uh, so, and I know that this is your favourite from uh, the ATP Tour finals, but the permutations were driving us a little oh. bit crazy <laughs> by the end, and we were just like, "Can somebody just tell us what they need to do?" Like, yeah, it was just very, very difficult trying to trying to follow all of the rules uh, and and work out ourselves. And it turned out that we should not work out by ourselves; we should be told. <laughs> <laughs> to get the right so that we knew what was happening we were like wait what does sweden need to do to win to go through here we don't know uh but yeah anyway it was italy and croatia that went through from from our group and a uh, real disappointment for gb at home in glasgow was um was a bit of a shocker really did not go uh, go well at all um, strong it was a strong squad that- as well that's a, a really strong squad yeah, one of the strongest squads we've had in in some time. But you know, uh, well, the trouble is, is it's such an individual team sport, isn't it? That's the problem. And you know, Cam Norrie, our best player, and he wasn't playing very well. So, you know, you, 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 that's sort of the uh, the end of it, really. Um, but yes, anyway, Davis Cup it is finished for now because the finals will be once again in November in Malaga. Yes, yeah, is that quarter final stage? It starts as. So, so you've got eight, you've it got is, eight teams yes. left and that goes into... You know, permu- the most complicated permutations I've ever had was curling at the Winter Olympics and oh. Great Britain. There were, they were 18, 18 different permutations going into the last set of matches. 18. And there were, there were only two. Feels like they need less rules. <laughs> I think there was only something like two where they could qualify or they wouldn't qualify. And it was just, I, I had, I tried to write down a piece of paper. I think I got the hang of it in the end, but oh, uh, that's, yeah. Uh, we won't need any permutations this weekend for the Labour Cup, will we? No. It's just who wins, who loses, how many wins, how many losers. No, well, they're just changing the rules, aren't they? So. <laughs> You're not happy about this, are you? I mean, <laughs> no. Come on, I, then. Well, I, I knew what... But I knew what was going to happen. I said last week, he's going to play doubles with Rafa. And I didn't want to say he's going to change the rules. But I was thinking, he's going to change the rules. And that's fine if it's an exhibition. But it's this weird in-between thing where the ATP treat it as a proper tournament. And it's the results contribute to actual results. And it's like an official thing. There's no ranking points or anything. Um, but it it appears much more of an exhibition and I don't think there's anything wrong with a great exhibition that everybody earns loads of money for and ev- and people pay to go and watch and everybody has a great time I don't think there's anything wrong with it I don't think it needs to be a professional proper ATP event um, and if you're just going to change the rules <laughs> because Federer wants to play a match and he can't play singles then I, it, it's sort of feeling a bit more exhibition isn't it really so um, yeah no I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not annoyed about it at all. Obviously, we want to see Roger Federer play. Uh, so I have no no issue with that. I just, my issue is that, like, it's fine. It's just, this is a great exhibition that everybody really enjoys. <laughs> it's going to be fabulous at the O2 in London. Like, as in, and that's, that's fine. Just leave it as it is. It's no Since he announced his retirement, I don't know, maybe that announcement was at that stage because he knew he was going to come and change the rules and could only play doubles. I, I mean... I mean, who knows? But it was always once that announcement was made, it's just about Roger Federer retiring. I mean, I don't think anyone cares who wins. It's about seeing Roger Federer. It's been confirmed that they will play Friday night, Nadal and Federer against Sock and Tiafo 
in the doubles. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? I don't think anyone will remember anything else. I, I might be wrong because it hasn't even started yet. But and it's not being overshadowed because it's not something to overshadow. This is something to celebrate. It's it's Federer. It's his career. If he couldn't go out at Wimbledon, he's still going out in London. It's such a special place for him. But once that announcement was made, I mean, as it were, all bets were off. I mean, any, anything could happen. He could he could effectively do whatever he wanted, right? Because this is the last time he's ever going to play professional tennis. Yeah, but, you know, doubles with Rafa sort of makes the most sense. I imagine you'll have like Djokovic and Murray on the sidelines as well. It'll be this amazing moment I'm sure I, I can't wait to watch it I think it's going to be great um uh, yeah uh, and against Sock and TFO they'll bring a lot of fun to it as well so yeah it's going to be great it's just that it, it it's just that it's not a proper thing <laughs> it's just it's not it's not an ATP tournament no we agree on this I I I, I it is an exhibition as much as I say it's not an exhibition it is an exhibition and, and like you I don't think that's a bad thing no I, it's fine I, we, we, but we have this in all different sports everywhere they just play for sort of individual cups you know you have test matches in rugby and cricket it doesn't make them not important uh, like they're still they're still after some time I think will become a hugely important part of the tennis landscape but it's not part of the ATP tour it's not that's not what it is it, you know they didn't come up with it they didn't create it um they just sort of made it official and yeah that's that's where it's just a little bit jarring it's like yeah do you know what do what you want make it the roger federer show we all love that that's, <laughs> we're all on board with it uh i don't think anybody really uh really is, is too bothered but yeah amazing for the rest of the players i think to be involved uh in it interestingly carlos alcaraz um turned it down didn't didn't want to do it um i think because uh just scheduling he's probably tired poor poor thing <laughs> Yeah, he he is. I know he's young, but he's still he's still going to get. To, I think um, I think for the Labour Cup, it's going to be interesting what happens moving. They want it to be the Ryder Cup of tennis, don't they? Europe against the world, whatever. But I think we need to see its future once almost the big guys go. So Roger Federer is playing his last one. Will we see Nadal and Djokovic again in it? Murray probably probably not. I think it's going to be interesting to see how it develops and who wants to take part as it progresses it's it's felt exhibition-y in its first few years the way it came about with the players it has in it I I wonder if it will eventually settle into something and maybe evolve into something else yeah look also the attitude of the rest of the tennis world I mean remember when the French Open just decided to move its date because of (laughs) Covid it just picked they were like oh nothing's happening that week we can we can go there it's Labour Cup so you know, but but I also understand that it takes years. It takes time to establish these these events. You know, the reason the Grand Slams are so big and so powerful is because they're so old. Um, you know, you need to establish these events. They need to be successful. Um, and yes, a lot of it hinges on. Well, a lot of it's going to hinge on Djokovic playing and Nadal playing over the next few years without Federer there. Uh, and then you've got to look at your next generation, Sinner and Alcaraz. And unfortunately, in terms of the rivalry between Europe and the rest of the world, all of those players are from Europe. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no one on the other side, uh, which you know makes it a little bit more difficult. And of course, look, there have been years when the Ryder Cup has been incredibly one-sided. There has been years when the Ashes sit with years, decades, where the Ashes in cricket has been incredibly one-sided. There's nothing wrong with that, but it, it is unfortunate when it's the beginning of an event. It's only been going a few times. At the yeah, beginning, you sort of want the rivalry, the competitiveness, because there's no way Europe are going to lose this or 
or in in I can't see Europe losing in the next five years if they get a strong team out if they get their normal team out then it it's just completely lopsided so uh yeah what what happens with it uh I don't know maybe that will impact it maybe the loss of Federer will impact it although he'll still be there He'll always turn up. Oh, look, he, he's part of it. it. It's in his it's in his interest to make it a success. I mean, maybe he becomes team captain moving forward. I don't know. He wants to stay in tennis. He wants to be around tennis, which is also a great thing. Um, but it's... It, look, I saw the selfies from both teams. And I know this one, it isn't about who wins. It's about Federer and it's his swan song and it's his final match. But I looked at them and went, oh, God. Team World haven't got a chance. Full of wonderfully talented, high-ranked players, but I was like, "That's really, really lopsided." Yeah, so but I they think don't, do they? You know, like they they don't really have a chance. Lopsided. And that's no. even with TFO now playing brilliantly, brilliantly well. If you think yeah. it wasn't that that long ago where he wasn't at that sort of level, um, yeah. So I think that's just a bit. It's just unfortunate with the timing because it is with these things. It is about timing. It is about personalities. You know ultimately the sport being interesting and people selling it of course we've been so lucky with Federer but in terms of the future of the Labour Cup it 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 depends as you say on the players people come to watch the players um it doesn't have the advantage of um something like Wimbledon where you're where you can go for the event and if you get a bit of a rubbish day on your court um just because sometimes it works out lopsided on the days there you're at Wimbledon you're at this event you've got the outside courts you've got the strawberries and cream you know there's just so much that goes with it that it's not all about the tennis it's the same like you know you're just in New York it's about the show it's about the atmosphere it's Mm, about the noise the being on the court the smell of the hot dogs um you know whereas Labour Cup doesn't have any of those things so it's only about the tennis and if the tennis isn't that competitive although they have made it so that I I believe it, it can't be done before the last day it will still be live on the last day um but yeah, it's a fairly inevitable outcome. But tell you, it seems like the tickets are selling for a lot of money. Well done, Rog. Well, well <laughs> I mean, if anything's going to send tickets... What was it? Someone was saying the cheapest one for Friday was £1,000. I think that was the cheapest. But this will be... You know, these will be the people who say, I saw Roger Federer in his his final... The people who can say, I was there for Serena Williams' final match, if that is her final match, which we believe it is. You know, they will say, this is Roger Federer. We saw his final match. And it, it just goes to show how not right the knee is that he's not even going to try singles, I think. And what's come out in all these interviews is, and he's had he's had quite a while to sort of, I guess, grieve for the end of his career, you know. But he, he's known, he talked about when he went on that tour with, with Zverev, it didn't feel right. He said it against her catch, you know, that, that final match at Wimbledon, that, you know, the pain and discomfort he was in. So he's had a long time to sort of grieve for what was eventually going to come out and we're now just learning about as much as we may have thought that or realized the career was coming to an end but he does seem he does seem at peace with it doesn't it he's he's going to stay involved but he's at peace with the fact that he can no longer do what he used to do and we have had some listeners that said they like the idea of kind of individual pods on players we talked about a federal one a Serena Williams one maybe an Angebeur one so we will maybe I don't know around Christmas time or something but we'll do which is actually fast approaching um but we will we will look into those and I wanted to mention while we're talking about Federer we have do you remember our listener Ethan now Ethan you will remember when we sent Ethan and his wife Carol a couple of tennis mugs and they've still got one going which I think one's broken but oh no fine. I've still got one you still got but yours? I remember I've still got mine. 
Okay, it's a bit piece. chipped. But I've still got mine. Uh, okay. And the final one I had to deliver, I finally took to Australia this year. It was only like four years late, but that's fine. Um, they got it and they were delighted. Um, I remember Ethan got in touch when they were at Everest Base Camp. And yes, they said they were I remember. To the pod and they had um, they sent we us like, a photo. Sent us for, it's absolutely amazing. Now, Ethan got in touch, and this, this links to Roger Federer and any help we can give, and I will tweet this through our account, but they run the Cameron Grant Memorial Trust in memory of their son, Cameron, who sadly lost his life to suicide eight years ago. He was 21 years of age. So that picture they sent us from the Everest base camp, that was a trek in Cameron's memory. Now, they've set up a charity. People on Twitter can go to at Cam Memorial. And they've got this amazing set of Federer, Roger Federer memorabilia that they're auctioning and all the proceeds. Basically, they want to raise as much mental health awareness to try and reduce suicide, especially in young people, as possible. So all money towards this. And there's this huge frame with a Federer racket, balls, pictures, the um, certificate of authenticity. All on one frame. By, yeah, all in one oh, frame. Nice. Signed by Roger Federer. It's it's on eBay. I'll send out um, a link on our our social media on our Twitter. But it's um, yeah, he he got in touch, and I was like, well, this hopefully this is the perfect time, you know, with with Roger Federer stepping away and retiring, and and if they can raise as much money as as possible for what I think you'd one hundred percent agree is is a thoroughly good cause. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm gonna gonna check it out. It's uh, yeah nice to um hear those sorts of links but i think particularly between tennis and you know raising awareness of of mental health and those things just are not talked about enough it's amazing how many people are touched by a similar story and um you only ever really hear about it or talk about it when you know something happens or some somebody that you know is involved in something like that so um yeah i mean thank you for involving us i think yeah and, uh, from the i'm, I'm gonna get the picture from Everest with the tennis mug back up. And I'm gonna check I'm gonna check out um check out their site. Uh where is their site? Where can I go? So on Twitter you can go at Cam, so C A M, then Memorial, as in M E M O R I A L. It's got all the information, it's got the bits of the Federal memorabilia where you can put your bid information about the charity they've set up. But I'll also tweet that from our account so people can People go, and, and we wish you well in raising as, as much money as possible. And and you talk about the importance of, of mental health. And I, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, with when players have injuries. And I know that players have spoken, haven't they? That you can get to very difficult places when you're sidelined. And the career that you've always had, will you get it back? Will it? I know Dominic Team has spoken, Andy Lapthorne has spoken about some really tricky places and things they've had to deal with. And I was thinking this week about... Um, Daria Saville has done her ACL, but she's done it again. She did it in 2013. Yeah. And this year was her comeback from she's had Achilles problems. And, and what what are we looking at? About nine nine plus months. And I, I just yeah. wonder, I don't, how, what was the longest you were ever sidelined for? And, and did you find it difficult? I was very fortunate to not be particularly injured. Um, so I was, I think the longest was probably only a couple of months so okay. no, like nothing at all really um and yeah it's just so rough the ACL thing because once you've done it once you're at a much higher risk of doing it again not necessarily the same one it's just 
you're susceptible to doing it. Um, I know I know many players. I could I could probably list more than five players that have done both ACLs. Um, I actually don't know whether it was the same one or a, di- a different knee I for her. The, I think it's the, it's the same, same one. Yeah, but I know a lot of people that have done have done both. And um, there's this big thing now. Actually, there's a lot of research going into it because. Um, Women are much more susceptible to it and doing it um, there's, there's certain times of the month, some, certain periods in the cycle where you're a lot more susceptible to, to specifically tearing your ACL. Um, wow. And I've spoken to players who have done both and they've said it was at the exact same time in my cycle each month. And there's quite a lot of research going into it. I don't know what you can do about it, but um, they have they have proven that there's a very very strong link uh, in that, and that some people just seem to be more susceptible. Just like some people are more injury prone with with lots of things um, than they are with others. But ACL is it's a nightmare. And, and when she was tweeting saying like, yeah, please everyone just hope it's not an ACL, you can feel that because that is a horrendous injury. It is, um, yeah, it's 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 awful. You're out for a very long time, and as I say, you know in the back of your mind, you know moving forward that the chances of it happening again are, are there. You know, you're, you're, if you continue to play this sport, um, so yeah, it's a it's a killer for, her, isn't it? Just yeah, horrible. Well, the upside is she knows what she's got to do to get back, but on the flip side, the downside is she knows the length of journey and what she's got to go through to get back. Yes, <laughs> the good news is she knows what she's got to do to get back. The bad news is she knows what she's got to do to get back. <laughs> Pretty and much, rehab right? is. I mean, I, I can't. Tell, I mean, rehab is just so boring, like, especially significant rehab for months and months on end. I've never had to do it, as I was saying. But oh my god, it is so tedious. You sometimes you just see no progress. You think, am I ever going to get back on court? You might try and get back on court. It sets you back. It is um, incredibly incredibly frustrating and yes we have a lot of injuries in tennis which are like repetitive strain injuries and that a lot a lot of that comes from sort of mismanagement over over playing over scheduling over training um not looking after your body ignoring tightness ignoring pain playing through pain all those sorts of things so a lot of it's your decisions and um you know those injuries tends to be sort of tendonitis so i got tendonitis in my wrist which i think put me out for about two to three months um you know, there there are lots of those that that happen, but the big stuff, the serious stuff, the long term stuff, it, it tends to be stuff you can't do anything about. You know, something like you know Del Potro. I mean, he looked like he just sort of um, just twisted his knee and he just he cracked his his kneecap. And you know, there so many things like that where it's just completely unfortunate. But I'm sure she is feeling awful awful just like just as she was getting back to business really to be honest to get her ranking back she still wasn't quite back to where she was before but she was sort of playing like it doing well great having fun flying up the rankings you know that's the good bit about coming back from an injury is that you can you you lose all of the pressure and you can just have fun and each win you're, you're again like making jumps you can see the progress it's tangible um and uh yeah awful timing gutted for her I mean she seems like such a nice person just absolutely gutted for her and you've got to have the faith I guess as you were saying that when you come back that to to go for it 100% not to have it in the back I know footballers who've done their hamstrings and and they're, they're worried about running as fast as they did in case it goes again so I remember Kane Shikuri with his wrist he was worried about it even though he was told by a specialist you're not going to do any damage to it so it's having faith in what you injured to go for it once it's healed and you've been told it's fine but 
that fear and that everything you've been through to actually have that faith in your body once again must be really difficult. I mean, we're seeing this with Dominic Team at the moment and, and his wrist, it's, it can be a long way back. Yeah, I mean, his is incredibly challenging because he's had to change his technique to try and cope with it so that he can actually play tennis, which is um, a big deal. It's a really big deal and something that, you know, it's going to take years, ultimately. It's already taken him the you know, best part of a year um, you know, trying to be back back on tour but yeah I think um the confidence thing is a a real problem for particular injuries um especially with tennis you only run as fast as you can stop so anything that's taking any impact knees ankles particularly um your back on your serve your wrist because it has to be so loose through the contact there's there's lots of areas that if that's your issue it can be really, really tough to get the confidence back. And you sort of have a period of time that the physio says, okay, this is how long it's going to be until you're rehabbed and you're back to full strength. And then there's another block of time, which is how long it's going to be until you can fully believe in in what you're doing. And that is not easy. So we see lots of players that will um, continue wearing strapping just to give them that extra little bit of safety. So they'll continue on with the, the wrist straps, the ankle straps, just because just to have something there because it just helps with that confidence with the mentality um and sure probably there is a little bit of help when it comes to actually supporting uh the ankles and stuff but ultimately it's not necessary um so yeah it's not it's not easy so we wish her well we'd like to say a speedy recovery it takes as long as it takes but we wish her a, a full recovery um, how's life in the movies? I haven't heard about the movies the for a while. The TV series is <laughs> good. Um, yeah, it's good. We're coming to the end. When of... can I watch it? Next I year. Watch it. Next watch year. It? 2023 okay. sometime. I don't know when. Right. I don't know when. Okay. I do know where, though. It will be on Amazon Prime. Um, yes, most of the Tennessee bits have been done. All the big stuff has been done. The big choreography, yep. the big points, the crowds, <laughs> the show courts, the works. That's all been done. Um, so wow, that's very okay. exciting. So we've just got a few little bits to pick up. I probably have only got an, another day or two on, on set. I've got one on Monday. Um, and then I might have something after that, maybe some pickups, just if something doesn't look as it should, then we might, might need to do it again. But ultimately, yeah, we're nearly there. Are they finished filming at the end of October? So there's still quite a lot of the drama stuff to do, which oh, okay. I'm less involved in. <laughs> Uh, so um yeah and then uh yeah and then it will be into post-production and it'll be out at some point next year so uh yeah can't i can't wait it's very exciting will will there be like a premiere can we go to a premiere i don't think it's it's a tv series i don't think (laughs) there'll be a premiere um so come on no i think the premiere will be oh it's arrived on amazon everybody can watch it so we could do a little viewing party together if you want that's fine Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah, great. It's amazing. No, we, it's not a movie, it's a TV series. It's still a movie. It's, well, it's very movie. different. <laughs> it's very different. Honestly, once you sent me that message that day saying, can we record later, I'm wanted on set. Once those words were put down on a message to me, it, for, it will forever be a movie. That's the most yeah. glamorous thing you have ever sent to me in a message. I can't do the pod now. I'm wanted on set. Well, I am the I glue mean, that holds it all together. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's absolutely amazing. This weekend, we know we're going to be watching Labour Cup to see Roger Federer's last match. Yes. I... I need to leave you now because I've got to take the boys to tennis because now from not wanting to do it, they are obsessed with playing tennis. 
So I've been instructed what kit to bring them to change into. I mustn't be late. The snacks they need to make sure they can play their best tennis. I mean, we're we're fully we're Bananas. fully back into tennis. Well, Standard tennis okay, player. So Getting some of those gels so, that Nadal has. <laughs> so they wanted chocolate. Is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes people eat chocolate, but uh, yes. If I turn up with an energy gel and a banana at the school gates... Half an hour okay, in, you've I... got to be like knocking on the window being like, have your gel, have your gel. I mean, they look at me. If I hand them a banana when they come out of class, they'll be like, what's that? Walk and I'll be court, like, I was told... Shaking the bottle with like isotonics <laughs> in there. Being like, here's your Pretty electrolytes. Much... Oh, they'll be like, oh, she's one of those mums, isn't she? <laughs> Sending them out with the blue drink and the gels. Does she think she's got a Federer on her hands? Probably not. Um, so I've got to go and get the kit bag sorted to make sure I take the right things. Um, but I look forward to, to looking back on, on Federer's last ever match yeah. next week. And uh, as we know with tennis, it doesn't stop. There'll, there'll be something else that's going on. There always is. There always is. Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Bye.